0: Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is practice day at the 2023 Monaco Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and on today's episode, it's a Max Verstappen fastest time, but not as we know it, with both Ferrari drivers right on the pace, albeit with Carlos Sainz right in the wall. Aston Martin is in amongst the two, at least with Fernando Alonso, who's calling himself a candidate for the all-important Monte Carlo pole position. And Mercedes finally revealed its big upgrade package, though it remains to be seen whether it'll do enough to put Lewis Hamilton and George Russell in the pole fight. For all the latest on the ground in Monaco, including the appearance of a very special guest in the paddock, let's hear from your host. It's Julianne Sarasoli.
1: The first proper action day in Monaco is done and Max Verstappen, the same who was telling everyone it would be okay to have a bad weekend, was the fastest man this Friday. I'm Julianne Serrazoli and I'll be bringing you all the reaction from today's free practices for the Monaco Grand Prix. Max was the fastest in the end, but things didn't start really well for him. He was complaining about the clutch, complaining about the bottoming of the car in some corners, and he even said, let's box, otherwise I'll crash. But bit by bit, Red Bull was correcting everything and the car was looking better throughout the day. Actually, it's been funny to watch him and Paris as well, who finished only in seventh today, when they were at the track, because they didn't seem to be very comfortable. The car seems to be a bit stiff, but at least Max was able to extract lap time from it during FP2. With the median and with the soft tires, he was the fastest man at the track. But the gap to the Ferraris wasn't big. In the end, it was just over one tenth that separated the top three. So Max, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Charles looked like he was about to crash, a few times, mainly during FP1, with the rear of the car very loose, but that's the way he likes to drive the car. And Carlos did crash while attempting to do a second quali run. The accident was a carbon copy to what happened a couple of years ago with Charles. I'm sure you remember an accident in the end of quali. In the second swimming pool chicane, he clipped the ball on the inside, broke the suspension and couldn't turn the car, obviously. At least the damage wasn't as big as Alex Albon's shunt. He needed a new rear wing, floor, front wing and front left suspension. He managed to get back to the track for FP2, but only for 10 laps, which is far from ideal, especially here in Monaco, where the driver needs to build up their confidence. Going back to Carlos' accident, it's a costly one for Ferrari because of the timing of the accident because now they will have less data for the long run pace. Only Charles did it, of course. On the other hand, this is Monaco, and what really matters is how quick you can be on Saturday. Having a quick car for qualifying is also the goal for Mercedes, who have struggled with that this year so far. I'm sure you want to know how things went with a heavily updated car, and if you asked Hamilton, he would say it was a pleasure to drive the car today, although there's more time to be found with setup. We need to optimize the car, but he really, really enjoyed driving the car today. But if you spoke with Russell, you would think they are bracing themselves for a very tough weekend. But there's a reason for that. As Mercedes didn't actually know much about the car how the car would react, To the Monaco streets. They started the day with two very different setups and what Lewis was using turned out to work a lot better. George's car simply wasn't turning and that's really bad news for Monaco. But now they will study the data and they will very likely follow the route of Lewis's car. He was really happy with the handling and just a bit disappointed with the gap to the front. In the end he was six, half a second off but he reckons he would have been three tenths behind the leader behind Max if he had put a lap together. So I don't think we can put Mercedes in the fight for pole. It should be very close, uh, the fight for pole, and there are many cars looking good after both free practices. So we spoke about Verstappen looking good, or at least having good lap times although he doesn't seem to be very comfortable. Both Ferraris are very competitive, although a bit on the edge. And the man who finished fourth this Friday is looking very good. Everyone I spoke to who went trackside to watch the cars said these words. Fernando is looking strong. Being a very experienced guy, he's taking it slowly in Monaco, as you do, but the car seems to be rotating really well in the corners, has good traction, and just needs a little bit more of straight line speed, because he's losing in the tunnel, start, finish, straight line, and on the way up to the casino. He was two tenths off today, but it would be a surprise if he wasn't in the fight for pole this Saturday with the Ferraris and with the Red Bulls, although in order to have both Red Bulls in the fight, Paris has to start to be able to stop the car in the Nouvelle Chicane. He had some difficulty on the braking this Friday and he needs to step up his game. Just on a side note about Fernando, I was speaking to the F3 championship leader, Gabriel Bortoleto, and he is a part of the A14, the driver management from Fernando. He said that just after he finished first during testing a few days ago, he got a message from Fernando. It was a 10-minute audio. Who sends 10 minutes audio? Anyway, and he was saying, don't get too excited about doing so well, because it's when you lose races that you will learn more, because you will be disappointed, but at the same time." you're gonna have to get the team behind you. So you need to be motivating everyone. And Gabriel also said Fernando goes to the simulator with his drivers, offers his tips about every circuit. So he did that about Monaco. So it's not only Lance Stroll who is benefiting from this professor Alonso side that we hadn't really seen before. In other news, Sebastian Vettel was back in the paddock for the first time after his retirement. He spoke to Helmut Marko, but the Austrians said the subject was not Seb's future. Marko said they were talking about raising children, the forest, Seb's new life as a retired man. But I guess you all read the rumors a few months ago. They started when Seb was doing his last race about the possibility of him taking over... Uh, Marco's position as a Rebel consultant He just turned 80 Marco, not Seb So it could be a good idea For him to slow down And Veto would be such a brilliant substitute And he would be a great Story as well, because Seb being one of Marco's Young talents, taking his place So let's see how this goes And of course, I remember I promised you yesterday, I was going to tell you how Thursday night went in Monaco. Well, my strategy was to go for a drink at the Aston Martin boat and then head for dinner with the Mexican Grand Prix organizers. When I got to the Aston boat, it wasn't docked yet. I was there on time and on time it wasn't docked yet. So a group of very thirsty journalists and presenters were left waiting for a while. But let's not complain about freebies, of course. I stayed there for a short while and then met another group of journalists at the Mexican dinner. A rather civilized night, I would say. Let's see how the rest of the weekend goes. And on the track, the Verstappen is looking better than he expected, but the Alonso hype train is still going strong. Bye bye.
0: Thanks very much to Julianne Sarasoli. And here's to another civil day in Monaco on Saturday. Make sure you don't miss an episode from the Monaco Grand Prix Paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. You can also keep up to date with goings-on during the day by following Julianne on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast.